Good morning. Today is Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. I pointed out last week the suspenseful nature of the way the story of Exodus unfolds. God promises Moshe it's going to happen. Moshe starts. Instead of getting better, it gets worse. And then we come to our parsha, the parsha of Bo, and this is kind of the final showdown, and it leads to Exodus, the Jewish people leave Egypt. And last week I spoke about how this up and down motion, this back and forth motion, according to the Ramban, sets the pattern for Jewish history and a pattern within our lives. And that was one layer that I discussed. I want to discuss a similar approach, but at a different layer. And this is partially based on a very important essay that was written many years ago by Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg, someone that I had the privilege to study under for a number of years, and it's an approach that he has. The Exodus from Egypt is the primary event in Jewish history. The details, the causes, the unfolding, all define our values and our attitudes, and we'll be discussing that this week and in the coming weeks. And that's one of the reasons that we so frequently use this phrase, Zecher Lietzias Mitzrayim, a mitzvah or an event or an episode in life is a remembrance of the exodus from Egypt. So what is the single underlying message of Yitzias Mitzrayim, of the exodus from Egypt? The underlying message is, have faith in tomorrow. If you persevere, when things are rough, you are sharing and demonstrating faith that tomorrow can be better. That's really what it means to be resilient. If a person is facing a difficulty and they simply give up, the statement that they're making is, it can't get better, God forbid. There is no hope for the future. The story of Exodus with the faith and resilience in spite of the setbacks is this deep understanding that every single part of the Jewish people has, it can get better and it will get better. In other words, the underlying message of the entire experience of Exodus from Egypt is Mashiach is the concept of a messianic era. Now, a belief in the coming of Mashiach is one of the Yud Gimel Ikrim, one of the 13 principles of belief that the Rambam identifies is a required belief in order for a person to consider themselves a religious Jew. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is, it could be true, but why does it have to be one of the 13 fundamental truths? 
it's true that we have to observe Shabbos, but it's not one of the 13 fundamental beliefs. Why does the coming of Mashiach merit being in this list of 13 without which we could not live? Especially because up until now, not a single person has lived and passed away experiencing Mashiach coming. Why don't we just say, listen, it's a belief we have. It's about something that's going to happen in the future. When it happens, it'll happen. When it comes, he'll come. Why is it necessary for us to have this as a requirement that we believe now? Why not just wait till he comes? And then we'll say, yes, it's true. <clears throat> so first, let's take a moment to understand what it is that we mean when we say we believe in the coming of Mashiach. What do we know and what do we not know? What we do know is there will come a time in the future where a human being will come to us and say to us, this is the era of Mashiach. There will be some vehicle, which I do not know the answer to, that somehow we will be able to figure out that this is the true Mashiach. Because let's understand we, the Jewish people, or parts of the Jewish people have been fooled and tricked in the past. So there's got to be some uh, verification method, which I do not know what it is. And that person will usher in an era where the world will be transformed, where there will not be any more wars, there will be religious freedom, Jews all over the world will be able to observe Judaism without any external pressure. And in general, there will be an attitude of spirituality within the world. That's what we know. Here's what we do not know. And although there are those who assert they do know these things, our rabbis in the Talmud and the Rambam in particular are very clear to tell us these are not knowable. Who will it be? When will it happen? What will life be like afterwards? Within the Talmud itself, there is a dispute. According to one opinion, in the Messianic era when Mashiach comes, we're going to be living these perfect idealized lives. No one gets sick. Everyone is okay. There are no problems. And by the way, you hear that from certain quarters of the Jewish people today, that when Mashiach comes, everyone's going to be well. We're all going to be living in Israel. And uh, okay. The only thing is the Talmud disputes that. And the Talmud has a second opinion and says, no, no, life is going to go on pretty much the way it is, except there'll be peace. I mean, it's not a minor thing, except Jews will be able to observe Judaism wherever they want. Not a minor thing, but you're still going to have to change the oil in your car. You're still going to have to change your tires. You still have to shovel the snow. Life is going to go on pretty much as it is with those changes. And the Ramam says, we don't know which one it is. So there's a lot about this that we just simply do not know.
We express that in several different formulations. One of the famous formulations is the prayer or the statement, Animamin. And that is a statement that was written that accords with or follows the pattern of the Rambam's 13 principles of belief. And each one starts, Animamin Bemunashlema, I believe with a complete belief. And this one says, Animamin Bemunashlema Bibiasamashiach. I believe with a complete belief in the coming of Mashiach. The question we have to ask ourselves is, as I mentioned before, why is it required that I believe this right now? Why couldn't it simply be, uh, I'm not denying it, when it happens, it happens. Why does it have to be now an essential part of who I am as a Jew. Because there's a second half to the stanza. I believe with a complete belief in the coming of Mashiach. And even though he delays and it takes much, much longer and we're waiting and we're waiting over 2,000 years, notwithstanding that, I anxiously await his coming every single day. Now let me just clarify this point with a little bit of a technical point. According to the Talmud, it is not correct to say Every day, I should say to myself, Mashiach could come today. That's in fact not correct. Because the Talmud says, Mashiach will not come on Shabbos. And Mashiach will not come on Yom Tov. So it is not correct to say every single day I believe Mashiach could come today. That's not what this line means. This line is not saying I believe with a complete belief that Mashiach could come today. That's not what it's saying. What it is saying is every single day I am required to have the feeling that I am awaiting Mashiach. That I am anxious for Mashiach to come. On some days, my anxiety about Mashiach is, and I hope he comes today. On other days, the anxiety may be, I know he's not going to come today, but I still, I need him to come. I want him to come today. Why is that so important? Because it means that I am required to realize right now that history is not cyclical, it is linear. That the Jewish people and the world is on a track towards a goal. And no matter how far away that goal is, every day brings us closer to that goal. We are on a journey. 
And the goal is to arrive, but the journey has its own requirement. The journey has its requirement that I must anticipate the goal every moment of the journey because that's what gives meaning to the journey. If I don't think I'm missing anything now, why am I traveling to it? If I don't think that there's something lacking now, why should I be on this journey? Why should I care about being on this journey? Every single day, I have to think to myself, I am missing something. The world is missing something. Well, what is the world missing? Huh? The world is missing peace. The world is missing harmony. The Jewish people is missing unity. The Jewish people is missing the opportunity to be able to serve God in a free and open way. That's not just for when we arrive. That's not just for when Mashiach gets here. That's for now. That tells me what life is like now is on a journey, not at an arrival. That teaches me to be dissatisfied with the way things are. That teaches me that there is a lack in my life as an individual and as a collective. And so right now, this belief in Mashiach colors every aspect of my life. Plus one more layer. Mashiach will not come to me or to you. Mashiach will come to Klal Yisrael, to the Jewish people. Mashiach will not come because I am a tzaddik or because you are a tzaddik. Mashiach will come because God decides that Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, is ready. I don't know in what way. It's fascinating. The Talmud asks this question, when will the Jewish people be ready? And the answers that the Talmud give are schizophrenic. By that I mean, some of the answers are when we are so developed and so moral and so spiritual, then Hashem will say, it's time for Mashiach to come. And then there's a whole other set of answers that says, when we are so debased and we were so impure, we're so downtrodden, that's when Mashiach is going to come. So which one is right? <laughs> and which one are we? So we don't know the answer to that question. But Rav Weinberg points out, Mashiach says to every single Jew, every single individual Jew, Mashiach, the concept of Mashiach says, it's not me and it's not you. We can secure our fulfillment only as a people only as an Am. It is only Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, that will greet Mashiach. Not me and not you. And therefore, Mashiach means I cannot withdraw from my people. No Jew can find his or her way alone 
because God has placed his faith in the people of Israel. And on a very practical level, this is extremely important to us right now when in so many ways we are physically separated from each other. Right now we have to work harder to connect, not just because of the emotional need that we have to connect, which is extremely important. But we have to do that in order to maintain our sense of being part of Klal Yisrael. You know, um, during this time when the shuls are closed, Nebuch, and hopefully it'll end soon, we're davening at home. People say, and I feel it myself, sometimes I feel I can daven better at home than in shul. No distractions. I don't have to go at the pace of the way the congregation is going. I can go slower. I can spend time focusing on the parts that are meaningful. Okay, that is all true. There are benefits. Take those benefits. Feel, utilize those benefits. That's great. But it's also a lot harder to feel that I'm a part of Klal Yisrael. And this thing that we've started doing with davening on Zoom, and I hope to share more about this soon. So according to Jewish law, it does not create a minion. All of us can be on a screen. We can be looking at each other. We can be davening. It's Individual davening. We don't say the parts of the davening that require a minion because we do not form a minion like this according to halacha. But there's something really magnificent about it. And again, not just the company and the socializing, and the schmoozing, which is all very important. But it is at least a reminder I'm not davening by myself. Yes, I'm by myself in my own room, in my own home. Yes. But you're on a screen, I'm on a screen, we're looking at each other. I, I understand that we're all doing this in our different places, but all doing this at the same time with the same words. There is not, it's not a minion, but it is still a connection to Klal Yisrael. I have a confession to make. There's something that I do that's against the rules. I hope this is my biggest sin. I'll take this on Shabbos. There's a paragraph in the Shabbos morning davening that the Siddur says, if you're davening alone, you omit it. The paragraph of the prayer on behalf of the community. There's a paragraph, Yikum Porkan, that prays for the leaders, that we say even if we're alone. The second paragraph, Yikum Porkan, is a prayer for the community. And then the the prayer for those who come and help the community. The Siddur has a line, an instruction, omit that if you're davening alone, because you're davening alone. So who are you talking to? Who's your community? I have a confession to make. When I'm alone on Shabbos, I say that prayer. I say that prayer. Because even though we're not in the same room, but we are still a community. Okay, right now, because of COVID, you're in your house and I'm in my house and he's in his house and she's in her house. But we are still a community. We can't lose, fat, lose our understanding and awareness 
that we still form Klal Yisrael. Mashiach is what does that. When we express our belief in the coming of Mashiach, we are expressing we are not going to make it as individuals, as Jews. That's why it's important now. That is why it has to be one of the Yid Gimel Ikrim, because if life is meant for me alone, I cannot be a Jew. To be a Jew means to understand that my identity is connected to being part of Klal Yisrael, because that's the only way that we reach Mashiach. Every single Jew in every single generation who has lived and waited for Mashiach and been disappointed when they pass away and Mashiach did not come. Has that waiting been in vain? No. It is the waiting that is the fulfillment. It is the understanding that this is the direction into which we are going. That is what Mashiach means. When he gets here, he gets here. So then, are we going to move to Israel? Are we not going to move to Israel? Do we have to change the winter tires? Okay, we're going to figure all that out. But the fulfillment of Mashiach is right now in the waiting and looking for the goal and in the understanding of what it takes to be able to participate when Mashiach comes as part of the Jewish people. Mashiach is a present concern, relevant to us right now, more relevant to us right now than ever. And that's why it's one of the Yid Gimel Ikrim, one of the 13 principles without which we could not be religious Jews. Just as the exodus from Egypt takes place only after darkness, and suffering, and anxiety, and despair, so too will the pattern be repeated for us. That's in the future, which we hope will come soon. But right now, we need to recognize that we will only get there if we identify as part of the Jewish people. We have to recognize that where we are is not where we plan to end up, and we have to always keep in mind that it will get better. That's what Mashiach gives us today. My friends, I wish you a great day. It would be a wonderful thing if Mashiach would come today. It's a Tuesday, perfectly fine. It would be a great thing. But in any event, have a great day. I look forward to seeing you soon tomorrow.